Roll sound, Scotty. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Stinking paws this week with Scott, with Liam, with Paul. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hello. The midpoint of our mini John Hughes season. And a very mini season it is, only three movies. But possibly the most famous. Yeah, yeah, I'd, that's got to be. I'd say definitely is the yeah. one that everyone knows. Even if they don't know it's a John Hughes movie, yeah, yeah they'll know that everyone film. knows about The Breakfast Club. I think so. Let's play the trailer. See as you're giving it away. <laughs> God, Paul, the first rule of Breakfast Club is nobody talks about Breakfast Club. <laughs> it is now 7.06. You have exactly eight hours and 54 minutes to ponder the error of your ways. Any questions? Yeah. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? A brain, a beauty, a jock, a rebel, and a recluse. I can't believe this is really happening to me. Before this day is over, they'll break the rules. <coughs> Chicks cannot hold a smoke. That's what it is. Bear their souls. I'm a nymphomaniac. Are your parents aware of this? Take some chances. Being bad feels pretty good. Huh? And touch each other in a way they never dreamed possible. Why'd you do that? Because I knew you wouldn't. The Breakfast Club. They only met once. I don't want to be alone anymore. You don't have to be. But it changed their lives forever. I mean, I consider you guys my friends. I'm not wrong, am I? Universal Pictures presents Emilio Estevez, Paul Gleason, Anthony Michael Hall, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, and Ali Sheedy in a John Hughes film. Why are you being so nice to me? Because you're letting me. The Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, released on the 15th of February 1985 in the USA. Who directed it? John Hughes. John Hughes. That's <laughs> a trick question. That's a question. That's the thing, because I was sitting there thinking John Hughes. The yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, oh is that not yeah. I don't want to say it if I'm wrong. Yeah, who wrote it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a John Hughes movie through and through. It, it stars Emilio Estevez, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald... Ali Sheedy. Yeah. Michael. Blimey. Anthony Michael Hall. I always call him Michael Anthony Hall. Paul Gleason. Yes. Playing the principal. Yep. Goes into the Hall of Fame. 
Oh, does he? As does John Hughes. This is the third John Hughes movie we reviewed because we did Planes, Trains and Automobiles and then last week, 16 Candles. So this is his third movie. Paul Gleason previously has appeared in The Stinking Paws in, let me get this right, Trading Places. Oh, oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah. As the yeah. private detective. Yeah, yeah. And Die Hard mm. yeah. as the cop. With yeah. Al the cop that's there oh. before the FBI turn up. Oh, yeah. 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 He, I was looking through his filmography earlier. It, like 146 Legend. films or He's something. He's in so many. But never a star role. Yeah. It's always One a of those, of, yeah. that man who was in. Yeah. It's, it's him, isn't it? Died what? 10 years ago, you know. Did he? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Again, a staple of 80s movies, I think. Yeah. That's, when you say Die Hard and Trading Place, you think, oh, bloody hell, yeah. Yeah. Like him in this, I do like it. Yeah, I do. At all. Um, John Capellos, who plays Carl, yeah, the yep. janitor yeah, we saw previously in 16 Candles. I was trying to see if this makes his third appearance. Interesting fact about Carl, John Capellos, Liam. In the last episode, you mentioned there's a picture of him on the wall in 16 yep. Candles, and then it turns out he's the yeah. going to be the new brother in law to Molly Ringwald. Yep, the serious. Hairstyle. Yeah. At the beginning of this movie, he's the man the, of the year in school. He's the it? man of the year it's in the, the school the photo picture. in the trophy cabinet. Yeah. Right, okay. And it says Carl, whatever he said, whatever yeah. he said, Davis or something, whatever it is. So it turns out the janitor was a previous, yeah, you know, um, pupil at the school. Yeah. yeah. So, so being great at school doesn't necessarily mean exactly. <laughs> And it also explains sort of the lines where he says that he probably knows more than anybody yeah, in yeah. the school because he's been there for the last 20 yeah. plus years going through their lockers. You know, because you see the look on Judd Nelson's face when he says, I went through your locker or go through your lockers. Yeah. It's like, shit, you know. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, especially man. when he goes to his locker and what he, what he goes through thing. just to get that weed. And you're like, Jesus, you lose a hand. And before we go into the film, um, talking about the beginning this is the first time I've seen this movie since we lost David Bowie. Yeah. Mm. And I don't recall that quote from Changes I, being at the beginning yeah, before. I, and, you know, I, I did. I've, I've probably seen it, you know, in the three, four, five times I mean, I've, I've watched seen this it. film. Yeah. Probably five times this year. Right? But it just didn't resonate with me on previous watches. But then yeah. this time I thought, spot on. Mm. What it's a like, great quote. No, mm. I've seen um, 16 Candles quite a few times yeah. before. I've got, and there's David Bowie song in that yeah. that I didn't before I would never have got oh it's in the background but yeah. as soon as it came on I was like oh, that's Bowie is it um, Young Americans is it Young yeah. Americans is it yes. yeah and I was like oh it's David Bowie it just stands out more now because sad isn't it you know he's not there so it's, it's so it's, yeah. sad but they use a that quote, quote from Changes yeah the children yeah. that you spit on are immune to your yeah. consultations yeah. that one isn't it so that's the beginning of the film done and dusted Yep. It's a great beginning. There's a narration at the beginning saying about yeah. how it all all happens. It's a very simple story. It could almost be a play. Yeah. Oh, you exactly. could easily do that. Couldn't just it? in a sort just of detention. Yeah. Just one, one location room and much. okay, run through the school halls a yeah. bit. Yeah. But you yeah, that could go on stage could easily. easily. They probably have adapted. I haven't checked, but I bet they have somewhere yeah. in the line. And it's a very simple story. It's it's five kids on a Saturday morning detention. We discover. Do we discover what all of them are in for? We do. A couple of them, most of them, don't we? Um, so there's the taping together of the guy, guy's butt. Yeah. That was Milo Estevez. Yeah. yeah. 
Someone set off a fire alarm. Yep. That wasn't that. Was that was Anthony Michael Hall? I think that, no, no, they found he, the gun in his. He locker. found the gun, <laughs> but it was just a yeah. flare gun. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. That's the I think. Wasn't it? Um, Ali. Ali Sheedy wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, she just <laughs> yeah, turned <she's> up. <laughs> so I think the fire alarm then would have been Judd Nelson. I'm sure somebody's about setting off an alarm. I think that's it. I think that's yeah. in the the rant that um, the principal goes on to him about something about yeah. you set off the alarm just to get in here or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it is literally five different characters. Yeah. But like we said, they're very sort of typical stereotypes of your jock, your bad boy, your princess, your goth, your nerd. Yeah. You get the feeling that, as you said previously, Liam, that all five of these would not cross each other's path no, throughout the normal school day. Yeah. They'd all be um, seen at different you, tables. You, at you table. might... They know you, of each other, possibly. You might, the princess or, and the jock might... Yeah, come across yeah. each other. Like but prom queen. And yeah. You know, Judd Nelson is just that arsehole bad bloke. He, he's the yeah. grungy yeah. rock and roll kid yeah. that yeah, everyone avoids. Yeah, no one wants to he's just, him. Because he's just angry. Yeah. Um, and nobody talks to Ali Sheedy because she's just weird. She's the freak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the way the whole thing develops. Yeah. It's and, so well written, this thing. And I, the reason I love it, because I mean, when I bought it on Blu ray um, on my 30th birthday because it was 30 years old. When oh, I was wow. 30 years old. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I think I, I think it's my favourite John Hughes film is because it just reminds me that when you grow up through school and like, people can bully each other. So, and it is, it, it really is like that. You'll get the ones that if you walk around, my, my friend used to wear like Marilyn Manson t-shirts and Slipknot t-shirts and I was always like, what the hell is that? Yeah. I mean, I love them artists now, but I was <laughs> like, what the hell? And people would shout at him and, and I was like, what? And it, people, they, no one ever used to want to bother talking to each other. Mm. But yet, this film shows when you're forced to, yeah. you'll actually find so many similarities and that you actually get on. Yeah. yeah. Probably better than some of your friends do because, like, the jock, Emilio Estevez, might be good at wrestling. Yeah. The only thing in common with his other mates is wrestling. Yeah. Yes. Probably nothing else. Where these lot, he's found a lot more. Yeah. And I think that's why I love to see they were forced to become a class of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And that, it was like, it's quite beautiful to see. <laughs> yeah, I think the main connection between all of them was parents, wasn't it? Yeah. It, it was none of them had the perfect life at home. And yeah. even though with the princess, you'd think she had the perfect life. Yeah. With the nerds, you'd think he'd have. Yeah. All. There's always these little yeah. things going on. I'll tell you what was noticeable at the beginning. Judd Nelson was the only one that wasn't dropped off by his parents. Yeah. He walked in. Yeah. yeah. And Ali Sheedy, as she gets out of the car and leans over to say and goodbye to her, yeah. she just drives yeah. off. Yeah. So already, within the first two minutes, you're getting an idea. Yeah, parents of all can't these be characters. bothered. And with Ali or Sheedy, don't understand. It's, it's the just you yeah. don't want anything to do with her. Yeah, I think it's a case they don't understand in a lot of yeah. cases as well, or don't fully realise what's going on in their child's head. No, exactly. I mean, you think about you it. Don't, you, yeah, yeah. When you was a kid, if you, I mean, I don't know about you, but. Me, for example, mid-teenage years, listened to a lot of like punk music mm. and then heavy metal. And my mum was always like, you listen to that rah-rah music, just scream, what? Mm. And it was just like, but no one under, no one ever, and still now I explain to people, like, you're not listening to the music. And people would just, that was it. Mm. The, not that my mum ever just dis, like cut me off, but you'd see that in my room, I'd have posters up of like, um, modified cars or things like that. And, mm. Slipknot posters, anything like that, and people are like, "Why have you got all that?" 
And no one would have cared to understand it. It was just, mm. just you know what, okay, if you're going to sit in your room by yourself playing computer games, it's that music, fine. Just do it up there. And you just, yeah, just do it away from everyone else. Can I just ask a question, Paul? Did you have posters in your room? Yeah. What did you have? Oh, God. Um, it was mainly groups. Uh, Marillion, I had yeah, a poster off, because they'd done some beautiful artwork. Oh, no, because it was all the hand-painted, yeah. misplaced child and yeah, all that sort of yeah. stuff, yeah. I had pictures of cars like an XR3i, uh, <laughs> Testarossa. Yeah, all um, unattainable. Though, yeah, 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 it was. It was Posters were always the dreams, dream. weren't they? The Do you know what I had? Massive, great um, Aladdin Sane cover poster. The nice. David Bowie album. Yeah. And Samantha Fox. Sam Fox, jeez, <laughs> yeah. Do you know, I... She was like 16 when she started on yeah. Blue Sam Fox was probably one of the first page three girls I ever saw. She was literally six months older than me. Mm. And I remember seeing her and I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> now you're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> my room was full of Rachel Stevens from S Club 7. There you go. The whole yeah. back of my door. Yeah. Because I was on bunk bits, the ceiling. Of the bunk Covered. Oh, yes. Everything. I'd, I always bought three calendars. So I had like <laughs> one that was like a cool calendar. Then I'd have one that was just like women. One that would be like music or cars. Yeah. And it was like one more would be all bands. Yeah. Like all heavy metal stuff and things like that. Or pictures that I'd drawn, which when I look back now, really actually bad drawings. <laughs> but yeah, my room was covered. The door, everything, front and back. Yeah. I didn't have many because... My mum spent a lot of money on decorating my room really mm. nicely. Yeah. And it looked like a typical 80s yeah. room. I had this red metal frame bed and this silver wallpaper with like zigzaggy stripes going across it. And everything was all like bright, that 80s bright yeah. colours. I know. was saying to Liam the other day, my, my bedroom was red. I had yeah. Red and white stripes. mine was, yeah. Curtains. Mm. I had red picture frames. Yeah. So I, had red I even quilt had red cover. plugs on the sockets. Oh, my mum yeah. went out and changed the plug sockets to red sockets. See, I'm glad because my mum grew up as a Tottenham fan. Mm. So my bedroom was blue and blue white. white. Yeah, blue and white striped wallpaper <laughs> with a blue border that went around it. Blue cut. Everything was blue and white. Yeah. But it looked lovely. But yeah. I was just like, I didn't even listen to what my mum says. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. you. Stick everything on all blue tack as well. So it's like, <laughs> ripped everything. Yeah. Well, as we were saying earlier, Paul, this this is the era that we were this age. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, admittedly, we didn't take a flare going into school unless you're something you haven't told me about. Um, but no. <laughs> you have the run-ins with your parents. You have run-ins with other kids at school. You have these, these things that at the time to you were life-changing mm. incidents and things that were going to fuck your head up for the rest yeah. of your life. But looking back, they're probably quite trivial. Mm. I like each of these characters and the way each one develops like I say should we just go through them in order to see if we can get yeah. a little bit of an idea let's start with Molly Ringwald because she is the you know the the John Hughes muse as it were she appears in many of his films it, there isn't a lead character in this film is there I think they no, all get not. equal billing yeah I think a yeah. lot of people would say Judd Nelson I, I think Judd mm. Nelson people concentrate on yeah. because he's the so rebel vocal. in it yeah, yeah. And he's got the more interesting story, yeah. I think. And, and also, I think he is the one that draws the conversations out of everyone else. Yeah. Right, I'm just going to ask this question. Pick your favourite character out of them. Out of the five, because I was going to yeah. say the... the yeah, out, the, out of the kids. Um, Ali Sheedy. Okay, pick your favourite one out of the kids. I'd have to say Judd Nelson. 
Yeah, mine, mine would be Judd Nelson as well. Yeah. Judd Nelson's got the most interesting but, yeah. thing, but I think because Ali Sheedy is the most mysterious one that we yeah. don't know that much about. We don't. Do we know anything about Ali Sheedy? No, no. What I do we she's know? Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she transforms, she is absolutely yeah. beautiful. She's better looking than Molly Ringwald than that. When yeah. she, when they yeah. do her Definitely. up, it's like that's why you can see Emilio Estevez like. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what do we know about? Her? Let's talk about her first. Then, what do we know about Ali Sheedy? She's. I think she was, I don't know, she's just one of them kids that I think, I think, rebels for the sake of it. Yeah. She, she, she it, says she can, she like, she drinks vodka. Yeah. Yeah. She can paint she with her feet. She did say she was she a compulsive liar. Yeah. There you go. She paints with her feet. Yeah. Um, but was that a lie? That could have been a lie. But then she yeah. also did have a sandwich where she put, was it crisps and <gasps> then, no, I, cereal. I, I think it was cereal. And sugar. I wanted, I wanted to talk and about sugar. Sugar. Oh, sherbet. Yeah. <laughs> and then squash it and eat it. Yes. Like, she she takes the meat out, throws it across. The- <laughs> yeah, throws it up. It sticks on the statue. You know, oh, what are you eating? Uh, but that, that lunch scene actually was that very good. The lunch scene. They've all got different lunches that are typical of all their characters. The, yeah. the jock. How much food did he have? Well. To be fair, that's what I, not what I asked, but that's what I eat now. <laughs> but it is it's that sort of thing you just see. The princess has got a sushi because it's fancy, and, and also like eighties, right? Uh, well, mid eighties sushi. We wouldn't have heard. I that. thought that. No, no. We would not have known. That's that one existed. thing I thought. I was like, really? I've like, never thought that yeah. sushi was a thing. Well, perhaps. I mean, obviously, it's been around. Obviously, yeah. it's Japanese. Yeah, but. in the US. But I mean, we hard. wouldn't. In mid eighties, you'd have found it hard to find a Japanese restaurant over here. No, true. Very true. Unless you went up into London. Yo Sushi probably was just opening or something mm. at that time. If you were. Lucky. It's crazy when you notice things like that because you just. It's a lot of like songs that from back in the day. You think oh, never. I was listening to um, I think it's Dandy Warhols mm. and one of their songs where it mentioned that's back in early to that when they talk about oh you like vegan food yeah me too and I was like what it was a thing that's yeah. like, yeah. always, really? it's always been a thing yeah. Yeah. Like you. yeah it's that yeah. song yeah how oh, is it where he says in it, it's like oh, oh yeah you like vegan food uh, and I was like. Like yeah. People weren't so woke then, yeah. surely. Yeah, but I remember perhaps, it being a thing. Perhaps people just didn't talk about it then. Yeah. They fucking do now. Vegan clubs <laughs> should be like Fight Club. <laughs> Don't fucking talk about it. Uh, main rule of vegan club is talk about vegan yeah. club. <laughs> First rule of vegan club, shut up, that's not even the rule. We're just vegan club. <laughs> Sorry, Can vegans we, listening. Judd Nelson did. I, I loved his role. Mm. I think mm. the reason I find him to be like my favourite is, I would say, because often when people pick a favourite character or something, mm. it's because they can relate to him in some See, way. See, I was mm. thinking that as well earlier. Um, that's why I asked the question. Um, but I think... Has that given you an insight into my character that I've picked Ali Sheedy then? Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. Cause when, <laughs> that's my fault. I didn't think you would have said... I actually thought Paul was going to say Judd Nelson mm-hmm. because it's he's the in-betweener. Mm. Yeah. And that's the why. He, he's that's the why. That's why because he's, for me, he's the sort of person that would back then would have been listening to his Pink Floyd, yeah. his like Doors. Iron Maiden sort of thing, The Doors. He would have been listening to that and just like hence the way he dresses, the yeah. way he acts, and it's that angst kid that's just like got anger, wants to get it out. Wants, he probably dabbled as he has done. In, he dabbles in drugs, drink. Not the perfect life at home, mm-hmm. but. Obviously, he says some stuff about his dad putting cigars on him, but... <clears throat> yeah, not perfect we, at all. We've all been there. But, um, <laughs> Packing of cigarettes for your Christmas present. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have been happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> so I started bubble off that. 
But yeah, that's, that's why I liked him because it's, I just thought that's the sort of kid that he's putting on a front yeah. for everyone else. I only said Ali Sheedy because I think it's the one I wanted to know more about. Mm. I think we, we find Mysterious. out. Yeah, we find out more about the others to quite a fair extent. Yeah. In the end, where they have this real sort of heartbreaking opening of, you know, heart, heart to heart, you yeah. know, um, where all the secrets are revealed. But even then, Ali Sheedy doesn't say anything. No, she just says about compulsive, the compulsive liar. Yeah. After yeah. she says she slept with loads of guys, and it's yeah. like, yeah. she's a compulsive liar. Yeah. So. Yeah. And even when they emptied her bag out, look the crab that was in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was nothing interesting Useful. or stuff that would give away any no. inkling no. as to what her life was like. No. But they did say, well, if you're carrying around a bag, ready to run away. Yeah. yeah then is that a case of you want to run away or you want to make people believe yeah. that but you're going to you run away? then you get the hint that the home life is not glorious at home because as she goes to say goodbye to her parents in the car, they just drive off yeah. at the beginning. So that's the one that I think we don't know enough about and I'd like to know more about. Judd Nelson is the one I think we know the most about. Yeah. And the principal gets a bloody good insight into his character as well, where yeah. he's ready to fight him. In, yeah. that, in that storeroom, yeah. he's got him sussed. He knows yeah. exactly yeah. what, yeah. you know, what makes his, his front. Yeah, he, he, he called his bluff. Yeah, it's all just male bravado, and just yeah. yeah, be well, loud, and that's so then people will be worried. And you ain't even got to back it up. I like, thought that was a great scene. That bit in the yeah. in the storeroom or whatever it was, where he just says, "Come on," he said, "What he says? He says in ten, twenty years' time, when you're out of this school and I'm not a principal anymore, I'll I'll, I'll take you down. I yeah. don't care, or whatever it was." He's ready to fight him there and then on the spot, you know. Um, it's also the proof that some teachers can lose it when they really shouldn't. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, I've had a teacher that really yeah. lost it with me. Yeah. <laughs> ready to throw down in the science class. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think about it, Paul Gleason playing the principal. He's almost in detention himself as well. Was yeah, exactly. It, was he the principal? I think he is. I, I don't think yeah. it actually. Says it doesn't it actually anywhere. say, but I think because no, he's sure got he's... his own office. Yeah, I yeah. just assumed he yeah. was vice principal, principal, something yeah. like that. But it's almost as if like, well, he's got to spend Saturday there as well. He's got nothing. And that, that's why he says about yeah. like, a great value to do during the day himself, yeah. has he? Because yeah. he's, he's made that thing out of the cup with the pencils and all that. Yeah. Yeah. He's just as bored as the kids. For and the fact that, that obviously he gives. Judd Nelson detention for the next like eight weeks or whatever. Yeah, I'm You're like, here. You might as well be. Here as yeah. well. Why would you be there on eight Saturdays in yeah. a row? Unless he has to be. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Okay. Emilio Estevez, the jock. I think with him. Typical for him, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, th- I think for him, he's trying to live up to his dad's expectations. Yes. Yeah. In every way, the sporting, the being someone that fucked around at school yeah because that's why he done what he done yeah um he i don't think he know or at that point i don't think he knew who he was because he was too busy following what his dad was his dad wanted but he's also got a very good sense of morals and things like that because he stands up for everybody else that's being picked on by judd nelson (coughs) yeah Um, i did like the mini scuffle they got into together and he throws into the floor yeah where he said Oh, two, such a bad move. No, but he said like two hits. One hit on your head and second hit is you hitting the floor. Yeah, one hit hitting you. The yeah. Hit the floor. But yeah, he, one move, he just puts him down and then J- 
Judd Nelson was like, yeah, well, okay. And he sort of backs <laughs> off a bit. And you're like, what was that flick knife? Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, that's more today's culture. Exactly. Yeah. Can't fight. Let's I think bring a weapon. The thing, though, is that for me growing up in Chatham was, especially in the 90s and 2000s, everyone was a fucking boxer. Everyone was a boxer. Some dickhead families that, that oh, I'm a boxer, I'm a boxer. It's like, and they used to use it. And I always used to have these things like, I'm not a boxer. So if you genuinely come up to hit me, I'm going to punch you with a brick. Yeah. <laughs> Five or times. I'm going to kick your legs away. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm, I'm not going to take the stance up and wait for you to dance no, yeah. around a ring. Exactly. Put them up. Put them up. And, but that's the thing though. Um, if you was to look at that then, even in the 80s, Emilio Estevez is a wrestler, and that's it. They don't punch, they don't no. kick, they just yeah. grapple. Yeah. So yeah. he would lose that fight yeah. regardless. He, he might have to hold him down. Yeah, subdue him. Yeah. But, but if someone's not a wrestler, but he'd pull out a fucking knife. What it boils down to it is Judd Nelson didn't want to fight him anyway. It no. was just him showing off. It's the bravado bit that we've said all along. Okay, this one's a dark one. Anthony Michael Hall. The one that you just think is just, just a, a nerd all the way through. Yeah, yeah. He's got the darkest story out of all of them. Yeah. The fact that he got an F in, what was the shop, wasn't yeah. it called? Yeah. The subject? Yeah. Which is woodwork. And yeah. To me, DT. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he'd only taken it to keep his grades up, yeah. but knew that the F would knock his grades down. Yeah. So his wouldn't accept that. Yeah. Nothing short of an A. So because of that one failure, felt suicidal. Yeah. yeah. It's dark. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, but it's the fact that he felt that way, had the intention to do it. Obviously, he doesn't know too much about it because, to be incredibly fair, if you are that geeky nerd that's yeah. so good, you're not going to have the streetwise of how to actually do it. Yeah. Realizing that you've just picked up a flare gun. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to, yeah, you're going to create a hole and you're probably going to catch your hair on fire. Yeah. But it's like when he explains but, that to and, him. And you will alert a lot of people. Yeah. Everyone will see that you've done it. <laughs> but it's like when he actually admits it. And then he says, oh, and they're like, oh, it's a gun. He said, yeah. And they explain it. And then they laugh. And yeah. it's kind of like, he then realises, okay. Yeah. It's not the whole situation. It, it was, yeah. yeah. He had every intention to, but then realised, yeah, that is just stupid when you think back at it. Yeah. Which is, it's a poignant thing because he's a kid. And sometimes I think people don't think that the expectations are probably higher on a kid that is like a straight A student mm. than one whose parents just think, I don't expect you to do well at school. Yeah. So there ain't no expect expectations. You got detention, knew you would, dickhead. Yeah. Get a B, you're like, what the hell? Wally Ringwald brings up this this point in this this conversation that they're having or sitting around. Um that none of them after this day's events will ever talk to each other again or speak to each other in a corridor. Mm. But then things happen again over the next ten minutes. Yeah. Quite dramatic changes happen that's over when the next ten Anthony minutes. Michael Hall shouts at her, didn't he? Because when she says that, yeah, she won't say hello to him if he walks down the hall. Yeah, yeah. and then Itch. she gives the makeover to Ali Sheedy. She ends up slogging Jack Nelson, yeah, in the storeroom. Yeah, because Ali Sheedy gets with Emilio Estevez. With Emilio yeah. Estevez, it, it, the whole thing changes based around yeah. this. It's like a confession thing, isn't it? They yeah. all they all bear their souls. For yeah. five, ten minutes. And why do they all bear themselves? Because they're all high as kites. Of course, because they get there's stoned. A... <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that bit as well. And that ain't a small bag of grass either, is it? <laughs> no. Not for a personal. Yeah. Wrapped very well, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, like four or five bags and tape and stuff. 
But even that, it's when when the weed comes out, it's um, like there's a there's a cough from Molly Ringwell, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then the next time she takes a drag, she's definitely smoked before. Yeah. The way she sort and yeah. it, you see it go up her nose as well, and you think yeah. that's not your first time. <laughs> but what I do like about that part is that it doesn't, other than them going to get the weed, mm. it Running doesn't the focus on the weed. The weed, no, it's like yeah. they're passing around a joint, yeah. obviously. Yeah, but they don't have any impact on any like details. In, oh look, what? Oh, yeah. who's going to do this? Let's yeah. roll it. Who can roll it? Let's, let's pass it yeah. to you. They don't focus. It's just literally they've yeah. got weed like a school kid probably yeah. would do in America, and then they pass it around to people that may never have done. Yeah. I think if you're writing that, that is a great way to enable the more deeper conversation to come out. Yes. Yeah. Because people's inhibitions. It's broke down a lot of barriers, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. Basically, all that you know, <laughs> stick up your ass attitude that Molly Ringwald had yeah. leading up to that point. Bang! True self comes out. True Judd Nelson comes out. Yeah. You know, everybody warms to each other. Mm. And you see it, and it's very cleverly done. You know, the and way he he's was the one it. that wanted to get the weed out of his own locker. Yeah. Yeah. And him being a weed smoker would know what effect that would have had on yeah. everyone. Yeah. So perhaps that's so what that it was. was his front that, breaking yeah. down, going, I, I want everyone to know who we all are. Yeah. As I said earlier, it, he was the one that drew the information out of everyone. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Whether by upsetting them, or by or yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah, can find out a lot if you wind someone up about something that they say. Yeah. You can find it because they will show you. You can literally anything in the world, if you say that you like it, someone starts to go having picking it apart yeah. and you start getting defensive, you've then opened yourself up without even trying to. Yeah. Especially to someone that knows how to do that, it's quite easy. I'm definitely a Jad Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Music. I was yeah. hoping you were going to touch on that because, especially, I say I was fifteen when this film came out. So, the amount of music that I recognised in that film now was brilliant. It. Minds in this one, furniture. Um, this, was it in this one, or was it in? I think that's some kind of wonderful. I think it was in some kind of wonderful, yeah. and they only played a tiny little yeah. bit of it, but I recognised yeah. that straight away. Well, obviously, the, the main one is the, the simple minds. One, yeah, right? yeah, that. That song will go down, go down in history. You literally just want to walk out to go, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's some great eighties music in there. There's some dodgy eighties music in there as well. Occasionally, that, that is typical of a John Hughes movie, the old yeah. synth pop stuff and all that yeah. lot. But I remember that Simple Minds album. I think it was called Once Upon a Time. Yes, it was the album of the right. summer. Yeah. That summer because it had live and kicking on there. Yeah, as well, and I just started work part time. Well, we're at video shop oh, Tesco. Tesco, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tesco. And Capilla uh, video shop. Yeah, used to go with all the other guys, and it, that would be the the cassette that would be in the car or whatever. And, and yeah. whack up, don't you forget about me? And yeah. started drinking in pubs properly about that time. So it was always on the jukebox, and yeah, it was that summer's anthem. You know, it's also the summer that sort of you two started coming to prominence as well. So there was this sort of battle between. It was the summer that I was born. It was oh, what, sorry? The summer that I was born. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Heralded by that song, sir. Yeah. But yeah, it's, that's a running theme through John Hughes movies, is, is the music. Yeah, I'd say so we didn't touch on it with um, 16 Candles, but there was some great music in that. Yeah. 16 well. Candles had a better soundtrack. Mm. Yeah. 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 I think more, more variety. More I mean, known I think songs. Pretty as well. in Pink's probably got the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
But things like you say now, you look at you say a lot about the soundtrack. They're iconic now. Mm. A lot of the time, it's, it's like you can watch a film now mm. and turn around like, oh, yeah, I, I remember that song. Yeah. But in 20 years' time, I'm like, oh, what an amazing, <laughs> like Guardians of the Galaxy, for example. Ah, amazing right. soundtrack because they're old songs that we all yeah. know. If that had been uh, new songs, people wouldn't care for it. They'd be like, all right. Baby Driver, if you've seen it. Yeah. It's got some like, great yeah, tunes in it. Very there. good, yeah. It's like, it's how, you, it's how they age and mm. if they're classic songs. Because there's, with 16 Candles, superb soundtrack. Mm. With The Breakfast Club, I think there's only like two or three songs on that soundtrack that I actually know. There is now. actually, yeah. There's... But other than that, because I just was looking at the song list and it's. Go on, because I'm. Like, I mean, we're likely to know minds. more than you, but um, Elizabeth Daly waiting. Nope. Wang Chung firing the twilight. Yeah, Wang, Wang Chung, Chung were best known for big Wang. In, was it big in Japan? No, Wang no. Chung days, wasn't yeah. it? Or something. Dance like all that. days. Dance all days. And yeah. everybody Wang Chung tonight. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Steve Schiff, I'm the dude. Okay. Jesse yeah. Johnson, Stephanie Spruill, heart too hot to hold. No. I think it was on the 16 Candles soundtrack, the um, Amanda Jones by Rolling Stones, because that was her name. Mm. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a bit strange. Yeah. Yeah. No, that wasn't 16 Candles. That was... Um, that was... Um, some so, kind of wonderful. So the, kind of wonderful. See, yeah. They've all just melded yeah. into one great... They, they, I think that's the thing. A lot of them do. I'm just looking at the 16 Candles soundtrack, actually, just to see. So I'm sure, from watching it, there was more that I liked in that. So it wasn't long after this movie that the term Brat Pack... Yep. became a thing because yeah. the Brat Pack hadn't been yeah. invented until St Elmo's Fire Time which was the year yeah. after so I love that film mm. Amelia Estevez would have been part of the Brat Pack the story goes there was um, Once Upon a Time Once Upon a Time there was a journalist for the New York or the New Yorker magazine mm-hmm. was going to do an interview with Amelia Estevez for St Elmo's Fire the following year and there's a few people in St Elmo's Fire that are in this that were in other John Hughes movies so this, um, I think it was David Bloom or John Bloom or something, this reporter, was invited to Los Angeles specifically to interview Estevez. Did he not show up or didn't he proper play up? No, what happened, he invited Rob Lowe and all the other guys that were all yeah. part of this little group. And he hung out with them for a week. And he said what, what happened, he observed them being bratty. Yeah. You know, they were walking to restaurants. They were the biggest names in Hollywood, so but they were only kids. But they were, yeah. They wanted yeah. the, the best yeah. table, the best seats in the house. They said they weren't being nasty. They were just being kids that yeah. have got a bit of money and a bit yeah, of fame. Almost a bit of a, do you know who I am? Yeah, thing. yeah. being a brat. Yeah. yeah. And what happened, it appeared on the front cover of this magazine, The Brat Pack. And that was how yeah. the name came about. But when the guys that were The Brat Pack read through what he'd written, he'd sort of twisted things around a bit and changed exactly what had happened to make them appear worse than what they were make them appear like mm. spoiled brats when they weren't and they yeah. really turned against him for that but then in a way the Brat Pack became it was iconic yeah it became People like a proper, proper mm. yeah it became a proper moniker for him yeah. it was, and used as a term of endearment not as yeah. a an insult and I don't think I mean we, we spoke about this when we were selecting these movies I don't think we've had the equivalent sort of group of actors no, definitely of not. any age. Let I don't alone, think you ever will. I don't. Yeah. I don't think now you get groups of actors because they are so individual. Yeah, you, you, you get might get pairings. Yeah, you, like yeah. your yeah. Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. They yeah. do loads together, mm. and yeah, you get your pairings. But yeah, you definitely don't get a group of people. You get, no. you get a director that might pick one or two of his favourite actors. Yeah. I mean, actually, Christopher Nolan would have Michael Caine or whatever. Actually, but go on, Judd Apatow. 
Yeah, that's the closest. Near enough, to probably, always. Yeah. Your Seth Rogen, your James Franco, your Danny McBride. Yeah. 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 He's got the same or even lot that he goes with. Mm. Um, they don't all act together, you but he could does say Adam Sandler, uh, Will Farrell, and um, who is it? Forty-year-old virgin guy, Steve Carell. Steve Carell. They all sort of paired together in yeah. certain films. Because Four Year Old Virgin was a um, Judd Apatow film. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's that. Judd Apatow's a good shout, mate, it's probably, <coughs> probably the closest. Yeah, other than that, I would maybe say, not that they're famous, but it would be Adam Sandler, because he always uses yeah. friends. Yeah. yeah, None of them, they were all friends yeah. before they was actors. But I don't yeah. think, the fact that we had to think about that, yeah. rather than that, this guy, this this bunch of guys had got a name, yeah. a group name. Oh yeah, you wouldn't be able to do it now because I no. think it's only in comedy that you see the lot of actors being used. So mainly because it's financially easier. Yeah, because like, if you go back historically, obviously Lauren Hardle, Hardy, Lauren Hardy, Laurel and Yeah, say that. <laughs> Waddle and Hoddle. Waddle and Hoddle. They were going to love that song. Costello. Um, and and as you go on, you get um, Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. But they're double acts, aren't they? That's yeah. it. They're just double acts. Yeah. This was a group of six, seven, eight people, yeah. you know, yeah. possibly more. Yeah, there was no defined group of them, was there? No, there, no, there was, was just. You, you had Rob Lowe, Demi Moore, um, Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez, Char, not Charlie. Yeah, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen yeah. was part of it, yeah. yeah. Um, Molly Ringwald yeah, and all I that. I think yeah. they just but included the people that were in any film in yeah. that era. Yeah, yeah it wasn't just like John Hughes stuff, yeah. was it? No. You know, you got your Fast Times at Ridgemont High and, and Say yeah. Anything and all that sort of stuff. Because it that just was, if they was young yeah. in a film, yeah. and that Rat way Pack, it was like, oh, you part of Rat 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 Pack, Demi Moore. Yeah. I love that film. Yeah. About last night. Demi Moore, Rob Lowe, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? There's even going back to the early days of Hollywood, there wasn't, there was the Rat Pack. Yeah. yeah. But, but that they was only, only made a couple of movies. And that was only three people, wasn't it? Sinatra. Yeah. Sinatra. Dean Martin. Sammy, Sammy Davis, Davis Jr. Jr. And Peter Lawford. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The one yeah. that not many people yeah. were careful. Yeah, he was the English yeah. guy that went over to Hollywood. He was, uh, he was part of the Rat Pack. But even then, the Rat Pack, as those four, only made two or three yeah. movies. Yeah. And, and, and out it, of them, I preferred Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martin. I yeah. thought they were great together. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's because of Cannibal how... Run as well, weren't they? Yeah, they were yeah. paired together yeah. in the Cannibal Run and Frank Sinatra turns up in two. Because I think Frank Sinatra was They were vicars, weren't they? Quite yeah. above his own state. These bleeds. Sorry. I, I just think Frank Sinatra, whenever I look at any rappers, I'm just like, because he got the attention, he acted that way. He yeah. acted like a brat pack. As he was the, the chairman of the board. Pack. That was his nickname. Yeah, yeah. He was the chairman yeah. of the board. I and fucking blue eyes. My, one I mean, of my favourites. Into politics in the background, mm. into mafia. mafia. Yeah. Mixing the both so things people get their own way. You're like, hmm. But from an acting sense, that that wasn't a thing, the Rat Pack. No, no. It was, it was probably in the Seven Hoods and Ocean's Eleven, you know, or whatever. <clears throat> that was probably the only yeah. two or three movies that they did. I don't think people care for it, though, anymore. I don't think people would... Like, you had the Disney Club. Like you had, mm. but, but mainly most of them became singers. Yeah, Justin Timberlake, to, uh, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Ryan Gosling, one of the yeah, Mickey Mouse Club was, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You had the Olsen twins, who mm. are now nothing, but the Olsen sister is yeah. also in all the Marvel films. Massive yeah. now, yeah. yeah. One that no one ever knew about, but that was the Disney Club one, but that's because yeah. that was actually part of a club, yeah. Yeah. not. But Miley, there's no. Miley Cyrus was. Wasn't Disney, was it? it she was, was Hannah Montana. Yeah, it was still Disney yeah. Channel. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Hannah Montana. Yeah, interesting. So, 
Let's rate it out of five. Bearing in mind, I think we all gave 16 candles three stars yeah. each. I'm going to go four because I think you know where I'm going to go with the next review. Paul? Five. Five. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't fault the movie, but I can't give it a perfect five because I'll tell you more in next week, you know, the next episode show why I prefer the next one more. Mm. Liam? Five is the lowest I could give it. Really? This You love this so it's, much? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's just genuinely what, I would show this to any kids in school now and yeah. just say, watch this. Yeah. yeah. I, I make don't, them fucking watch I it. I yeah. don't think time will destroy this movie no. at all because you will always have teenagers yep. from the different walks of life. With teenage problems. Yeah. I think that's why I would always, this would be my highest rating for any Johnny Hughes film. And I think why it would always be better than, say, 16 Candles. Mm. 16 Candles I do love, but because it's based so much around different elements and outside of the school bit whereas this is purely school kids in detention it just yeah. that's school life right there yeah and I think that's the dynamic of yeah. how it can change yeah. if you try and, and, and that's it that one day you went from them not knowing each other arguing fighting yeah mucking about to virtually getting engaged to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what school's like because yeah. kids, kids are like shallow in that sense of they won't hold a grudge for too long. Yep. Um, but the same thing, you you can hate someone one minute and then love them the next. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'll go out of you, you're a goth. Yeah. Oh, you're not a goth today. You look lovely. I'll yeah. go out of you. Like, okay. <laughs> I changed. The person quickly. hasn't changed yeah. inside. Yeah. 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 Very shallow. Okay, let's take a very short break. We'll be back with what we're watching next time. And now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. Okay, next time we're going to jump forward two years from The Breakfast Club to 1987. This one's not directed by John Hughes. It's my choice. He wrote and directed it. Sorry, he wrote and produced it. And it stars Eric Stoltz and Leah Thompson, mm-hmm. Mary Stuart Masterson. It's some kind of wonderful which I've seen a fair few times. Have you two seen it before this viewing, obviously? No. One and a half times. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. Beg pardon. Celebration (laughs) for me watching it one and a half times. Thank you. (laughs) You said about fireworks earlier, didn't you? Sounds like sort of noise popcorn makes. Are you all right, Paul? Fighting in the bath. Liam, Paul? Scott? That's me. Thank you. See you next time. See you later. Au revoir. (laughs) The management of this theater suggests that for the greater entertainment of your friends who have not yet seen the picture, you will not divulge to anyone the secret of the ending. Astral arms have that infernal jamboree is worse than two cats on a fence. You dudes get lost now, you hear? Good night, ladies. Good night, sir. Positive thinking, that's what I told the man said. Don't wear a frown, try. Positive thinking, laugh at your troubles instead. You've got to look on the bright side, on hope so much depends. With your confidence sinking, 
positive thinking helps you on the way, my friend. When things look black, try positive thinking. Treat every season as spring. No glancing back, try positive thinking. Trust what tomorrow may bring. This crazy world that we live in will keep on spinning round. But with good, strong, positive thinking, we'll get together and life won't let us down. Shut up, you ugly bitch. Oh, shut up. We enjoy it.